and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. We will now have a rendition by the church choir. Good morning, church. Welcome, all. This morning, I would like to thank the Dean, Matthew Nisbet, for being here to share the service with us. And on behalf of the vestry and the congregation, I would also like to thank him for being here for his friend, our late brother, Vance's funeral and did such a lovely job on Friday. We had a lovely service. Thanks. This morning, the choir, we like to do just a little rendition, and it's dedicated to the family of the late brother Vance, and it's dedicated to his dear wife, Bernie, who is here, his daughters, Abena and Adiola, here, his beloved sister here smiling, baby, <laughs> and to all the family. And just to let you know, on behalf of the vestry and our congregation, that our prayers and thoughts will continue to be with you all. May God continue to bless you all. Thank you.
we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, and at that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus turned off the beach, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you anything to eat? They answered, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat. There you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul in, in because there were so many fish that the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that, he put on some clothes for he was naked, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came into the boat and dragging the net full of fish, for they were not so far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw charcoal of fire there and fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went and aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of them, those disciples, dared ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was a Lord. Jesus took the bread and gave it to them and did the same to the fish. This was now about the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Gospel of Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. See the place. A very interesting gospel. There we find, and this is probably a few weeks after our Lord's resurrection, and Jesus certainly must have appeared it to the disciples, and so they must have seen our Lord, but they were still in a sort of state of bewilderment uh, because Jesus just appeared. And then they disappeared. And, and time is going, and probably they're really in a state of limbo. They don't really know what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Here they had given up their trade and, and followed our Lord. And now our Lord came and he died. And it is true that he was risen and showed himself to them. But what is their future? What are we going to do with the rest of our lives? And I suppose so many of us have that. And in fact, maybe you can, I relate to that this morning. Yes, we're here, maybe mourning our, our loved one parents, and we have buried it. So what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And, and so you are in that state of limbo. And so you say, well, I'm going back to the life that I knew. And that was what Peter said. And so the other disciples decided to go with him. 
but they caught nothing. They caught nothing. And these are fishermen. They caught all night. Toward all night, and they caught nothing. You see, sometimes God has a way of teaching us things. We like to go out and to do things on our own without really consulting God. And, and so they caught nothing. And Jesus now walking by the sea, and he looked out and said, it's like, you know, when the fisherman comes in, you remember those days? You see, nowadays we go to the supermarket, we buy fish, but how many of you remember those days when you go to the sea? Yeah. And you maybe even have pulled the, the boat in, and the fisherman will give you some of the fish. You remember those days? Well, here is this um, someone here. Do you have any fish? And he said, no, we got nothing. And then he said, but cast your net on the other side. You know that song, cast the Dutch on the right hand side, cast the right. So he said, cast the net on the other side. And, and, and as they did, it was a great catch. It, it was a miracle. And, and so much so that one of them said, it is the Lord, you know. And Peter, who was naked, rushed away. You know, Peter is a very interesting character. You, you remember how he denied our Lord, yeah. and he denied our Lord three times, and so he went. And then on Easter Sunday morning, you remember what happened? He and both the beloved Sacra went to the tomb, and the beloved Sacra reached first, but he did not go in, and Peter went in, and he looked, and then what he did, he went back home. He went back home, while Mary stood by in the garden weeping. Oh, blessed be those women. They are the, the ones who go past, and so Peter went back home, and Peter's always running away. And, and so here is our Lord coming now. And when Peter realized it was Jesus, he ran away, covered himself, he was naked. And he allowed the others to bring the fish. And then you remember how many fish they, they caught there? 153. And they, they, there's so many different interpretations. What does that 153 mean? But it's an interesting number. And, and uh, this week it became very interesting to me because getting here from New York, uh, I, uh, it was such a, a trial getting here and I had to buy two tickets to get here. And, but when I got to Antigua, I, I bought a ticket, British Airways, um, to come to St. Kitts. And guess what? That ticket cost me $153. I said, wow, $153. $153 is very, very interesting. Because I knew this gospel was coming up this morning. And so when I was told that the fee, um, my fee to get across from British Airways to St. Kitts is $153, I said, the gospel is still working. <laughs> but long and short of the story, here now, Jesus and, and Peter came now and Peter came and he saw a Lord, but what else he saw there? He saw coals of fire. And you remember the last time he saw coals of fire? Was in the garden um, where, where Jesus was being tried and Peter was warming himself by the fire. And they asked, um, are you 
one of them. And he said, no, I don't know him. He was warming himself by the fire. So I suppose when he saw that charcoal of Jesus making a barbecue, the first barbecue we are told in scripture was Jesus barbecuing fish <laughs> on the sea. Sure, yeah. And uh, he, that must have jogged his memory. Yeah. And Jesus called him, and he called him three times. Simon, do you love me? Yeah, I, I love you. And he said, ask him a second time. He said, do you love me? And, and you could imagine, you know, if you have a child and the, the, you have someone is asking, do you love me? Yes, I love you. And you ask him a second time, do you love me? He said, yes. And he asked him a third time, do you love me? More than this, yes, I do. And then he said, if you do, you have to love my, take care of my sheep. You see, the love is not just to a sort of a casual thing. You have some responsibility. If you love me, take care of my sheep. Feed my lambs. How many of us are feeding those lambs and taking care of the sheep? The story is told of a William Williamson, a Methodist uh, minister, was, uh, a professor at Duke University, and uh, Christmas Eve night, he was rushing to go to the service, and um, he had a young family, uh, and uh, he managed to slip out of his office, get in his room, and taking his family with him. He had a, a son who was probably just eight years old, and a little child, a daughter who was maybe just about four, but and she probably was not feeling too well, and so as they were rushing, she began vomiting in the car, and so when they got to the church, um, the pastor got out and uh, left the wife in the car to tie up the car with the little one. Oh, you know, those, we, we, we have to bless the mothers. We have to bless the mothers. Because here, the, the pastor ran into the, the church to get ready with his, um, his service, and he, he left the wife in the car to take care of the little one. And the eight-year-old, he ran up, up front where his grandparents were and sat there. The wife later came in and she sat at the back with the little one, the little girl. And during the communion, um, everyone came up for the communion. The little eight-year-old, he came up and uh, then he observed that his, his mother came up, but his sister didn't. And so he, this eight-year-old, went in to receive communion again, and everybody was watching him. But you just had communion. But the father gave him. So he went, and he went straight back where his sister was. And he saw that his sister did not come up for communion. So he went back where his sister was, and he took that bread and said to his sister, the body of Christ. <laughs> A little child. Eight years old, he recognized that his sister could not come to the altar to receive the communion. And he went and ministered to her. That's the little lamb. And Jesus said that we must take care of those little lambs. With how many lessons we can learn from those little lambs. I want you to remember three words this morning if you don't remember anything else. And one is to gather, 
And we are called to gather, go out, to gather the sheep from the byways and hedges. Um, he didn't say, well, you know, the byways and hedges, he didn't say, maybe just go and maybe there are some people who over St. James Church or St. Paul's Church and you bring them here and everything. Now, they, they were already in a pasture. But we want to look at those who are not yet in a pasture, what we call the unchurched. So how many of us can reach out to the unchurch? And, and, and this is sometimes that what we need to do. Um, the story is told of a Baptist minister, you know, who went into a tavern, a wrong shop, uh, one Friday afternoon because that's where he knew a lot of men would gather, men who doesn't really go to church, and there was he in his white suit. Uh, and he went in, and as he was coming out of the church, uh, out of the tavern, he slipped and fell. And as he fell, everyone who passed him by thought he was drunk, and he was not. But that's the risk he took, and that's the risk Christ did. The, the incarnation coming down to us, and and sometimes we have to take those risks in order to reach others who are out there, we have to go out and to seek them and to bring them back into the fold. So how many of you may know someone who might be home this morning, they didn't really go to church this morning, and, and uh, we can go out to gather them. And after we gather them, we have to bring them in and we have to nurture them. So we gather and we have to bring them in and nurture them. How do we nurture them? Care for them. Uh, I, I heard about a a young boy who was an acolyte, and you know, you're young, an acolyte, and I'm sure I was lovely sometimes too, and you spill the, the, the wine, and the, if you have a priest, oh, you, you, are, you, know, you are clumsy, you would never get anywhere. And, and, and there was a story like that, and that young man became an atheist because that priest did not reach out and care for that. But however, there is a similar story of someone who spilled the, the, the wine and the pastor said, never mind, one of these days you may celebrate. And he became a bishop of the church. And, and so you see, it means caring, caring for those little ones, nurture them. And after you nurture them, you have to equip them. And equip them means that you have to get them ready and send them forth. I can say that I was nurtured here, and then I was equipped, and now I was sent. First I served in Antigua for 10 years, and I served in the United States for 34 years, and I'm now retired. But I was equipped here. I was nurtured here, and then I was equipped and then sent. And that's what we have to do, and, and to spread the gospel. So I pray and hope that you may be gathering others here, these views. I remember when I was growing up that these views were filled. Well, I would dare say that it, it's not just here, it's all around the world. But um, things are happening with the days of the pandemic. We have um, Zoom and all sorts of different things so we can be even in our homes and be spiritually fed. And, and it makes life a little more interesting, friends, because it means that people don't have to put up with what you're giving here. 
because they can service the internet, the, the, the web, and, and get spiritual food out there. So if you don't feed them and nurture them here, they can find it elsewhere. And so it is incumbent on us to nurture and to feed the sheep we are here. And I pray and hope that you may be doing that. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand now and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of God. and for just and proper reason. 
show for the excellences of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let us pray to the Lord.
always communicate in glory over you in thanksgiving this holy and life-giving sacrifice. Look with faith on your church's offering and grant that we and all who eat and drink these holy gifts may be filled with your Holy Spirit and become one body in Christ, serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. May he make us perpetual offering to you and enable us in communion with the Blessed Mary and the whole company of heaven to share in the inheritance of your sins. With him, and in him, and in him, and by him, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we worship you, Father Almighty. We all stand before you in earth and heaven in songs of everlasting praise. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world.
that they may be nurtured and equipped for your ministry. Bless the homes from where they come from, O oh Lord, and their parents, their teachers, and all those who are involved in the formative years of their lives. And send them forth from this place, O oh Lord, filled with your Holy Spirit, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Birthdays. You want to celebrate birthdays? Anniversaries?
I had already written my manuscript and uh, having gone to that workshop about writing memos, how to write memos, because I never thought of writing a memo, I converted my manuscript into a memo. And uh, so I did that, and it so happened that I was in close with Bishop Daniel, who was a former bishop of the Virgin Islands, and uh, I shared with him my experience, and uh, I told him I wrote this manuscript, and he asked me, well, would you like me to commend it? So he did, and so God sent someone in that person to have that. And uh, so I began writing, and uh, it's when the manuscript was in the publisher's house, uh, I got a call from Dr. Cartwright Davis to go to Cardington College to uh, do a seminar there with um, the seminarians there. And going there, um, I was able to look at the Atlantic Sea and I asked the principal of Cardington uh, College, what lies behind that ocean? And he told me Africa. And I said, wait, Africa. He told me Ghana. And Ghana was at a place where I had just visited. And so it brought back a lot of memories. And in my memoir, I had written about my experience in Ghana. But I had not followed through of the, the experience of the slaves when they arrived in, this, in these Caribbean areas. And so I was able to reflect on that. And so even while the manuscript was in the publisher's house, I made um, some changes there, and I was able to involve that part of, of my journey. So this book, um, and it's called Bloom Where You're Planted. And the first chapter is about my early experience in this, in this parish, where I grew up, and I even wrote about Vance and I, how we were involved in that ministry and uh, how I was caught from um, the agriculture and going into the ordained ministry and then uh, the second book is about my journey into seminary and uh, my third chapter is about, it, 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 I call it um, uh, going into the deep ocean means, uh, you know, from the, when, when someone takes you to the pool and just push you into the pool uh, and, and then from the deep end and say, let me swim. Because when I graduated from seminary, um, Bishop Lindsay just sent me into a parish. I did not serve as any curate. I just went there at St. George's and Tiga, and then from there I moved on into New York and uh, the story is all here. I'm saying all this though because. I know that some of you have had this book uh, because I know my brother was talking down in Virgin Islands. But coming here, it was very difficult to travel with books and everything. But I want to say this morning that I do have a number of books, uh, not with me this morning, but for donation of, uh, I'm not 
ways and everything. And so I'm thinking in terms of how we can best help. And so this is one day of getting back. I know I did share uh, this book with Erlene. Um, um, my, my book, um, some years, uh, when it first came out. And I did share, I did um, speak to Barris that it was online that he could get a copy for me tonight, but I'm happy this morning to present a hard copy in Berlin. My copy So I have a few books uh, with me. I leave them with Sheila, and uh, I've been working out already how we can get some of the books down because I know that it would be quite a thing to get them in and then how we could go to the hassle, maybe um, with the customs and everything here, we'll work that out. But I would say that whatever we are able to raise from this book would be good towards um, theological education in this life. And now the blessing. I'm sorry to be always rushing. I remember some time when I was here with Canon Percival, I left um, during the singing of last hymn to go to St. John's and here am I this morning, but I have to do this because otherwise I will be able to travel. Um, I go to Antigua tonight. I will be in Antigua for the consecration of Bishop Fleming, and then I return to New York on Friday. The peace of God that passes understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you this day and forevermore. Amen. One final thing is that my alabaster that I'm wearing this morning uh, is dirty uh, and it's not because it's dirty, but I'm going to leave it, but I'm going to leave it here. Can be played and it can be used here for any priest who comes here and they can have a role. Oh, finally, the procession for the notice. Oh, uh, I will now depart and you take care of that.
understand because I have not seen them. From since there were little, little people going to prep with my daughter, Renes. And um, I do appreciate that. We had parties and very good times together. Promotions for this week, the third summer of Easter. There are no parish activities for this week. Next Sunday, the 8th of May, the fourth Sunday of Easter, there will be song mass at 7 a.m. Sunday school follows immediately thereafter. We encourage members to continue to worship regularly throughout the 2022 Easter season and to do so for the rest of the year. The parish 2022 Harvest Thanksgiving will be held in the month of June at a date not yet determined. You will be advised as soon as the date becomes available. Let us begin to consider our contributions in order to make our Harvest Sunday a great success. Let us also attend in numbers, in our great numbers to celebrate it. The bulletin this month is sponsored by Fair Waters, who gives God thanks for the blessings that he has bestowed on her life, as well as the lives of the rest of her family. We thank all those who show the uh, support of the church for the continued sponsorship of the bulletin throughout the year. We extend heartful thanks to all those who played a part in the service this morning, as well as those who assist on a weekly basis in the preparation of the church for worship. As we pray this week, we ask you to remember the sick and the housebound, as well as those who may be in any pain or grief. Their names are listed in the bulletin. Let us remember in our prayers this week our Bishop-elect, Ernest Alroy, as he prepares for his accession to the position of Bishop of our diocese and of the North, Eastern Caribbean, and Aruba, the Mecca. Please note the following dates. Wednesday of this week, 4th May, his ordination and consecration service the Feast of Athanasius. Friday this week, by the way, Athanasius is Bishop 373. Friday of this week, May 6th, his enthronement service will be held. The Feast of St. John the Evangelist. At this service, Bishop Fleming will be installed as the new bishop of the diocese. The services are both, on both days will be held at the diocesan cathedral of St. John the Divine in the diocesan city of St. John's Antigua. In our prayer this week, also remember our diocesan administrator, Archdeacon Isaiah who has so ably administered the affairs of the diocese 
We thank you, O oh God, for the word and the charge to gather, to equip, to nurture. And we pray that we do so both within and without the church. That wherever we interact with the children of God, that we find it our mission to feed the sheep and tend the lambs. And now, Lord, as we leave to go out into the world, we pray that those things which we have said here in our worship, we will bring into practice amongst those with whom we interact on a daily basis, so that your love may be spread through us to all the world. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.